What's up guys, this is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com and let me tell you something. When was the last time you have heard me drop two episodes back to back, like one day after the other? Well, here we are. Um, I'm trying to get back into uh, just having some sort of routine to walk and everything and I think this is uh, going to be pretty helpful um, uh, to help me get back on track for uh, podcasting as well. Uh, so I've, uh, I'll tell you kind of what's really kind of spurned this, uh, this episode, which is really, uh, kind of funny. It, it goes into a different universe, a transformer universe, and it is directly relatable to, uh, your baseball card collection. Let me explain. So over the past few years, I've gotten really into, uh, collecting transformers. Now, it's interesting, just to give you a little bit of a backstory, I'm finding a lot of my tendencies to be similar uh, for collecting Transformers as it was for uh, baseball cards. And what I mean by that is I've got like this <laughs> switch in me that I simply cannot turn off. Like I just, uh, I, uh, I really kind of voraciously attack things. Um, <laughs> so. As a result, over the past few years, uh, I just have a massive collection now. And so there's one problem when it comes to Transformers. They are significantly larger than baseball cards. You can have a, uh, a $100 Transformer that could uh, take up the same space as you know, a box worth of the same amount of money of baseball cards. And uh, that's kind of how it goes. Like there could be several cards in that box as well. So uh, I'm finding myself in a pit of I've got to resell or I've got to sell this stuff here. Uh, and this has happened to me multiple times now with baseball cards, uh, but not necessarily a space issue with cards. It never really has been with cards. And except for a few times when like the garage was completely full and it was full because I was planning on reselling. So I think I'm going to talk tonight a little bit about uh, the best way to go about uh, selling your collection. If things are getting a little unruly, if you got a little too much stuff, if you need a little extra cash. Um, I think this uh, episode, I hope, will be uh, a little... Uh, will be pretty helpful for you. So I noticed that like uh, the psychology of things for me behind it all of selling is I found that if I do not have uh, like selling mode turned on in my head, then uh, I, <laughs> I can't do it. Like I just have a very tough time switching that on. But if, if I have a mode to go, like I have, uh, and I'll tell you this, this happened with me for baseball cards a few years ago, when I started selling, I was selling and I couldn't stop. And I was like looking for uh, cards I could sell and probably sold more than I should have because I missed some of the cards. <laughs> so kind of funny how that works, right? But that's how, uh, that's how it kind of panned out for me. Um, and I, that even reminds me back in 2013, 2012, 2013, I was getting pretty heavy into reselling things, and I remember I came at uh, like <coughs> an all-time low 
of things I had to sell. And I was literally looking at my walls thinking, what else can I sell? Like maybe I can sell this picture here. <laughs> it's really kind of a funny thing. And, and so more recently, a few years ago, uh, I bought out a super collection, uh, a Jose Canseco super collection, and I had keepers, but I was trying to um, uh, basically like fund a high dollar vintage card uh, that was at an auction. Now, as a result, um, just a spoiler alert, I lost uh, that auction and it was, um, <coughs> excuse me, it was uh, something that was really kind of a, a bummer, but I think I lost out to like a multi-multi-millionaire. <laughs> so from what I remember, it was, uh, it was a bummer and uh, it was not really <coughs> something that I was uh, upset about. Uh, like it wasn't like a, a situation where it's like, oh man, I wish I didn't sell uh, these cards for the most part, because ultimately I ended up doing something uh, even more spectacular with the money. Uh, so, <laughs> so that was a, that was a great plus, right? Um, but uh, I noticed that as I was selling, I was like, man, this is easy and it's fun. Like I'm getting these cards out of here. Like I had boxes of Conseco cards that were nice and they're good, but they were just sitting there. Like there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, excitement going on to them. So uh, here we are uh, a few years later, same boat basically, but uh, a lot more problematic when it comes to space with transformers. So, you know, what do we do here? There's a few things I've learned that I'm trying to like reteach myself or, or relearn, I guess. And so I'll use this kind of as a guideline for myself as well as for you uh, to help on this journey. So uh, the first thing would be to take an inventory of what you have and set aside the stuff that you don't want or that you don't have an interest in. Now there's this one little uh, uh, area of collecting, no matter what it is, that you might find yourself not really wanting to sell, but not super hot to keep it. And you could go to try to sell those for uh, a bit higher than market value, because if you want it uh, back later, then unless it's like some super hot rookie that gets like super hot all of a sudden or whatever, uh, you could probably buy it for cheaper than you sold it for down the road. Now that's one thing. Um, there are risks that that entails of course, which is okay. Um, you know, cause that's, uh, that's part of the game, right? So you gotta, uh, proceed with caution that way. But anyway, one thing you might want to do is just start off easy. You realize you pull off uh, to the side, the stuff that you just really don't like, you don't have an interest in. There's a lot of cards that I have in my possession right now that I have no interest in really. They're just sitting there. <laughs> it's just a matter of you know, pulling them out and, you know, listing them. And as you know, listing takes time. So let me give you a couple pointers as far as listing goes. Number one, if you have a lot, start off small and do a little a night or something. And all of a sudden at the end of a week, you might have uh, everything that you want to get rid of listed, which, you know, that's of course half the battle. The other half is actually selling and then pulling and then packing and shipping. 
Um, but uh, the first hardest part, uh, well, the hardest part at first at least, is actually listing them because nobody can buy unless uh, they actually see. So unless they actually see what you have. So um, one thing that will help is sometimes you can group the cards that you have for sale uh, and instead of doing uh, single listings. This is one of my favorite hacks, you guys. Like I have turned over so many cards this way because I don't really like listing, you know, a thousand different cards that are like a dollar or two or five or ten or whatever uh, on eBay. It is time consuming. It's not fun. And I feel like I can spend more of my time on something much more valuable to me, like watching the office. But anyway, now, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that's one way of doing it is to actually put them in lots, whether it's by player, by year, by set, uh, whatever you want to do. I'll tell you for an example, uh, for, uh, the Canseco cards I had, I sold a big lot of 2015 dynasty patch cards of Canseco. Most of them were in one big lot and I kept a special one. Uh, so I have a representation in my collection of that set. Um, but I now have, you know, because I used to have, I think like a quarter of the run or something, something crazy. It was insane. Uh, and you know, but now I have, you know, my favorite out of the bunch. And before that I actually sold out on, sold out some one of ones, which is really unfortunate. I, I do wish I had a couple of those back, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so, and also it's kind of painful to have uh, lost out on all those dynasties or not lost out, but sold them uh, because they're all so impressive looking together. And, uh, but the thing is, those like, what are you going to do with, what am I going to do with all those? It's not really my collecting style. Um, when it comes to uh, Transformers, for instance, I was trying to think, okay, what do I do with this combiner set? Now, for those of you who don't really know uh, Transformers, there are companies that sell these newer versions of the originals that are way better looking, uh, you know, higher end. They're much better articulated. They're bigger typically. They just do all kinds of things and they're super impressive. And uh, so they have what are called combiners where you can have five or six transformers combined together and, uh, you know, into like one bigger transformer, which is really cool. Uh, so the question was, as I started thinking, it's like, man, do I really want to do six listings for this? I said, nope. One, I just want to do one. And that's very helpful because it cuts your, uh, time investment significantly. Uh, now let me tell you sometimes when it comes to, um, <coughs> uh, listing lots like that, you might, uh, get not as much money, but there are sometimes you could actually get more. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you just get really got to test a few things and see how that goes. Um, so anyways, after you do this for a while and, uh, you know, you're going to eventually find yourself at a point where you have all of the stuff that you definitely don't want listed. And that's exactly where you want to be. You can maintain, uh, from that point, you can field offers, um, and slowly but surely you could start selling. Now, if some of them don't work, uh, as far as listing goes, you could start, uh, dropping prices and 
you start doing this sort of thing like all over the place, um, which is really, uh, really helpful. So you're not just stuck, if that makes sense. Um, so, uh, you know, after that, you can actually kind of have like a round two. And what a round two does is you really look under scrutiny for the rest of what you have not listed. Say, okay, do I really want to keep all this stuff now? A lot of times you're going to find, oh, okay, there's a bunch of other stuff that I don't want either. And you keep chiseling it down until your collection is more manageable or you get to the dollar amount that you want. Uh, either way, uh, you know, that's going to be very helpful for you. So that way you don't freak out and sell your best and favorite things first. That's never really a good way to go. <laughs> you know, it'll, you could possibly, that could possibly lead you to regret uh, down the road as well, which, you know, we certainly don't want that. So um, those are, those are a few of the tips uh, that I have. It's, you know, a lot of it, I think just, just get like, just start, you know, start and do it bite-sized like i'll tell you an example of what i did when i sold out of my main canseco collection back in 2018 after i sold to private collectors um and then to the forums when i then opened it up to ebay what i did was um i had set myself like a minimum buy of uh, of like, I think $10 or $20 card. I don't remember what it was. So in other words, everything that was cheaper than that, I would not list on eBay and I would sell in lots. And at one point there was like, <laughs> I don't remember. It was like a 10 or 20% of all Canseco cards on eBay for the 10 or $20 mark and over that were listed were mine, which is <laughs> really kind of funny. And even to this day, there are still cards from my collection I see uh, on eBay from other resellers and, and collectors and stuff, which is kind of fun to see. But um, anyway, so the way I did it back then was I did not just like sit down and really kind of hammer through and say, okay, I'm going to do this today and it's all going to be done. No, I, I knew that I would have to probably do 10 or 20 listings a day and, you know, keep it bite-sized and you know, spend maybe half hour, hour a day. And then eventually they're just all listed, you know, which was a really nice way to go. Um, now let's talk a little bit about motivation because as I said early on, um, if I don't have to sell things, like if it's not, uh, if it's not uncomfortable, I'd sell like right now, it's getting kind of uncomfortable for me just because of uh, space. Um, if it's not uncomfortable for me to sell, to not sell, uh, I won't sell. And uh, so one thing that I know that helps a lot is setting a goal and make a game out of it. I loved doing that. Like, you know, let's set a, a goal of, you know, I want to make $100 or, you know, $10,000 or whatever it is off of the collection. And then you set it up in a spreadsheet and you start selling. And that way, every time you list something down in your spreadsheet and you sell, you get to see that number drop. And let me tell you guys, like, uh, that's a great feeling. When you, when you kind of gamify this sort of thing, it changes the whole dynamic of it. Uh, it's something where you get a little more excited about selling. And 
it helps motivation as well, like quite a bit. So um, anyways, so there are some of my tips. I'm sure there's probably a whole lot more than I'm thinking or that I'm not thinking about right now, but those were at the forefront of my mind. If you're thinking about selling out or uh, trimming down your collection, I hope that those little tips have helped you. Uh, but yeah, let me know if you have any questions. You can always uh, follow me on Instagram, tanmanbaseballfan, uh, or email tanmanbaseballfan at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your evening.